Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Father, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you be with us in this word today and help us, Father, understanding your word and utilizing this word in our daily walk each and every day. Father, thank you, Lord, for being so loving and kind and gracious unto us for feeding us your word and all that we need to be a part of your kingdom. Thank you, Father. This we pray in Jesus' name, Yeshua Meshach. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone.
Let's get started. We are going to be reading in John 3. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabboni, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miracle signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Let's drop back a little bit here. He told him no one can conform can perform these uh, miracles unless they have God in them. Remember what I said the other day about the spirit. You can't do anything on your own. It's all done through the spirit. And so basically Nicodemus saw this right off the bat. That spirit has to be there for you to perform anything or to do anything. And he knew man did not have it. He knew the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't have it. All they could do was read the scriptures and lay down laws. That's all they did. They weren't performing any miracles. They weren't healing the sick. They weren't raising the dead. See? So these things he knew. Now God turns around and tells him, literally, you're absolutely right. And you will not be able to do anything until you what? Are born again. If you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit so that you can do those things. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. People, did you hear that? Water and the spirit. Unless he is born of water and the spirit. The two go hand in hand. Okay? You have your water baptism, which is to tell everybody, I am professing to be a follower of Jesus Christ. You have your spiritual baptism, which comes Sometimes right at the time of the water baptism, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it comes later, depending on whether you're ready to receive. See? But it comes. And it is not like the water baptism. You can feel something that is similar to water. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's a lot different. <laughs> uh, flesh gives birth to flesh. See? But the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Now, you should not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. 
The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Let's read it again. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So is it with everyone born of the Spirit. You don't know when it's coming or going. <laughs> or them. <clears throat> How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are... Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came. Hello? Except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man will lift up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. So no one was up in the kingdom of heaven until the Son of Man. The Son of Man was first to go up. That's why he says he's the first Son of Man. Yeah. Okay? So this is why... Uh, there are books like the Lost Books of the Bible where they tell you, okay, when Jesus went down to hell and took the keys, he brought back up with him all the souls that were down there. All those that were in the Old Testament were there. They even give their own testimonies about being there in purgatory, waiting. And how he came. You guys should get those books. The Lost Books of the Bible. Great stories. Tells you about what they uh, had to say. Okay? Jacob. Okay. Um, let's go on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Through him the world is to be saved. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. 
So if you want to not be condemned and you want to go to heaven, you must believe. But whosoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God, one and only Son. So if you don't believe in Christ Jesus, he's telling you, you're condemned already. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but man loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Look, it's like you're in darkness and you see the light. Are you going towards the light or are you going to stay in the darkness? Because you know the darkness, you've been there, you know what's going on. But you're scared to venture into the light because you don't know what's waiting ahead. But it's beckoning you. Are you going to stay in the darkness? Okay, we're going to pause for a second and then we're going to go back. We're going to come back. Okay, thank you everyone for holding. We're back. Um, Getting back to uh, 320. Everyone who does evil hates the light. Uh, Because they're dwelling in something that they're used to dwelling in. They love to do it. Um, You know, it's become a part of them. And unless it's worked out of them through the spirit, then it's not going to happen. Okay? Uh, And will come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. And will not, sorry, come to the light because uh, he's in fear that his deeds will be exposed, okay? Uh, But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God, okay? Okay. And that just says for itself. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside, where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now, John also was baptizing at uh, Aeon near uh, Salem. Um, because there was plenty of water and the people were constantly coming to be baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabboni, that man who was with you, On the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about. Well, well, 
he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this John replied, a man can receive only what is given him from heaven. So he wasn't even worried about it because basically he's like, uh, yeah, okay, no problem. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. So he's telling them, I'm not the Christ. So, you know, if that's him over there, I'm not getting in his way. <laughs> I'm here to lead the way for him. When he come, I decrease. I'm not going to increase. The bridge belongs to the, the bridge, I'm sorry, the bride, <laughs> sorry, the bride belongs to the bridegroom, see? The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him. The attendants, the friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when, his, uh, when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater, and I become less. So see, he's just what I said. He's telling them, um, "It's not my. This is not for me. This is for him. He's coming into place now. Uh, the one who comes from above is above all." The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth <laughs> and speak as one from the earth. The one who comes from the heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The man who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. Okay? Without limit. So you can have the spirit. You can have the spirit, but you have to be born again. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. That's how much he loves the son. If you love your son, your only son, you give your only son everything you have. That's what the father did. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whosoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on him. Okay? All right. Chapter 4. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was, gain was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. And when the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. 
Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus tried as he was from the, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus was, uh, was there, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. Okay, we have a call coming in. Let's hold on a second. Okay, we have to pause here for a second uh, for that call. Okay, so... <clears throat> um. So the Samaritan woman tells him she's Samaritan, he's Jewish, and of course, you know, the two don't twine. So she says, how can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. So Jesus asked her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that you ask, who asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So basically saying, you don't know who I am. But if you did and you'd given me water, I would give you living water. Meaning she would live forever. Sir, the woman said, you, you have nothing to draw with the well is deep. Now she thinks he's talking about regular water. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than, greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and flocks and herds? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give, him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I gave him will become the water I gave him will become in him a spring of water, welling up in eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Still, she thinks he's talking about the water. <laughs> He told her, go call your husband and come back. 
I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right. And when you say you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our father worship on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Now Jesus declared, Be believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, meaning the true believers will believe and worship in the spirit of God. Okay? For they are the kind of worship the Father seeks. You see? They are the kind that the Father seeks, the spirit of the Lord. They speak through the spirit, not through themselves. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. In spirit and in truth. Okay. The woman said, I know the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Now, you know, there's a lot of people today that believe this very thing, that when God comes, he's going to sort it all out. He's going to explain it to us. Well, I got news for you. If you're not reading your word and you're not praying in the spirit, God will tell you these things now. You don't have to wait till he comes. But chances are, if you're not doing these things, it's because you're not a child of God. You think you are, but in actuality, you're not because the Lord tells you to stay focused on him and his word and pray in the spirit. And a lot of people focus on the word but don't know how to pray in the spirit or vice versa. Something is missing, okay? So he's literally telling this woman right here, okay? Because she thinks that the Lord is going to tell her everything when he comes. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. In other words, I'm standing right here, woman. What are you talking about coming? I'm already here. Hello, people. Let me shake your tree a little bit. God is already here in you. When you accept the Holy Spirit, when you do, when you are baptized in the Spirit and water, 
by water and spirit. Remember, I read that a few minutes ago. Then, okay, the Lord speaks to you. You have opened the doorway and he is there. So you don't have to wait for his coming. He can speak to you right now. You can ask him anything you want. He will tell you. Unless he tells you, I'm not, I can't give you that information right now, which he'll tell you, okay? That's a different story. Are you crazy? No, you're not crazy. You literally have a conversation going between you and God, and that's what he wants. Okay, just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with, this, with her? Then leaving her water jug, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who has told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, the, his disciples urged him, Rabboni, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? Again, they thinking in the natural they're thinking with flesh. They're not thinking spiritually. When you're in the spirit, you don't need no food. All the food you need is in the spirit. You see? That's why he was able to go for long periods of time without food. He was getting his nourishment. Because in the spirit, they don't need food. They don't have those things, marriage and food. That stuff doesn't exist. Okay, let's go on. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That's his food. <laughs> do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest now, is what he's saying. Even now, the reaper draws his wages. Even now, the harvest crops of eternal life. Even now, he harvests the crops for eternal life every day. Every day, he's harvesting the crops of eternal life. People die every day. Those people are being harvested for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. Amen. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Those before you, the prophets, those in Genesis, Exodus, right? Kings, all those people before you, they did the hard work. You didn't. You're reaping the benefits of their labor because the Lord has come 
to redeem you, to bring you out of the darkness into the light. All you have to do is accept. Okay? Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. You see, it is very easy to accept God. All you have to do is open your mouth and just say, Father, I believe in you. I believe in the Son, your Son, Christ Jesus. I believe in you, Lord. I believe in the kingdom. I ask you, Almighty God, to forgive me. Right? And deliver me. From my sins. Be honest. Speak out your mouth what you want. And he hears you. And he will deliver you. And you will be saved. And you will. See the kingdom of heaven. If you continue on that path. And the door will be open unto you. The door of the spirit that comes, it opens up so that you have a channel that you can speak through Christ Jesus to the Father. Is everyone clear on that? Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of this woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritan came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his word, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said now. We have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Okay? Now, these people saw him, and not only was it that they believed by sight, but they believed because they heard what he said. But today, we don't have that. Today, we believe by what we read. And by knowing the way our world works and by the drawing of our Father, the Lord literally draws his children. It's up to you to answer the call. Okay? If you start wondering about the word and you're getting urges to read and you're reading and you don't understand, but you really want to understand, that's God pulling you. He's drawing you. Come, come to my table and feed. Let me feed you. Let me open the door for you. I want a conversation with you. Come. Okay? All right. Um... After the two days, he left for Galilee. Now, Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet had no honor in his own country. And when he arrived in Galilee, the Galatians welcomed him. Hmm. 
They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, for they also had been there. Now, Jesus heals a government official's son. Once more, he visited Canaan in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal officer whose son laid sick in Capernaum. And when this man uh, heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. And this man had to have belief in order to find Jesus and ask him to come. Okay? Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal officer said, Sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus replied, You may go. Your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, the man took Jesus at, uh, while he was still, I'm sorry, while he was still on his way, his servant met him with the news that his boy was living. And when he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, the fewer left him, yes, the fever left him yesterday and at the seventh hour. Okay, so the fever left the child before the man even got there, okay? Then the father realized that this was the exact hour at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and all his household believed. But that's what Jesus was telling him. You guys need a miracle in order for me to order for you to believe in me. Even though you come to me and you're you're looking like you believe me, I can see you don't. And we have people like that today. Um the Lord will do things in their lives and then they forget about the Lord. They're like, ah, it was just uh, you know, it just things happen in life. No, the Lord is shaking you. So that you will believe he's trying to get you to see. But again, people don't see. They forget. And they have to be shaken again and again and again. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his household believed. And this is a fine example of that situation. This was the second miraculous sign that Jesus performed, having come from Judea to Galilee. Okay, everyone. Uh, I think we're going to stop here uh, at 5, and we'll pick up at 5 tomorrow. All right? Um, this is Minister Macmillan saying have a blessed evening and good night.